This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, folks, we are back from the break, and I'm not sure. Am I speaking to you, or am I speaking to a room full of digital mind twins created by the mad scientist and video gamer Lars Butler? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pick right back up because I want to finish this video for you. And then what I'm going to do is introduce you to another player in this AI Foundation team. And I want to show you how they push the normalization campaign, how they push the adoption campaign. So we're going to look at a little bit earlier technology, very similar to the face swap and deepfake video I showed you yesterday, but how they took one of their mad scientists another German, and sent him out onto late-night talk shows a few years back to try to help normalize this technology. You'll see how they do it. Again, they need to get people to laugh at it, clap for it, so it doesn't seem so creepy. And now with Snapchat and FaceSwap and all these other apps that are out there, nobody thinks twice about downloading the app and scanning their face and allowing themselves to be scanned all the time putting their voice into the app, talking through it. Nobody thinks about that. They just do it. They just do it because it's normal. They just do it because it's been normalized. They just do it because it's now part of culture. But let's finish up here with Lars Butler first. And as we said before, our ultimate goal is to give all of you who, who want their own AI. And some of you had amazing ideas what to do with it. So um, let's show that video before we wrap up. Okay, so now he's saying all these people submitted their ideas of what they are going to do. We want to make them of you. We do. We do. Just get in the train car. Just get in the train car and just, we will take you on the train. First, we will give you a very nice hot shower, a nice hot shower, and then we will help you make a digital twin of yourself. And don't worry, it will be in total control of you, not big tech companies, of which I'm not. I only took money from Peter Thiel and Founders Fund. And not the government. Of course, Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA, sits on my board. No, not the government and not big tech. They won't be in control of it. You will. We're just a nonprofit organization. We give these things away. We develop technology. All these big technologists invest in it because they're philanthropists and they want to give you the power to broadcast your persona, your principles, your morals, and your values out into the world. Just get on the train car, folks. Hurry up now. Hurry up now, children. Jump on the train car. We'll give you some candy when we get there. Oh, into the gates of Auschwitz. Into the gates of the cyber metaverse Auschwitz, folks. Let's do it. I mean, come on. Are you buying this? I hope at this point 
you're just laughing along with me because I've given you so much information that you realize that this guy is super dangerous and the technology is insane and the technology is not going to be used to help you do mundane tasks while you lay in your bed and eat a bag of Doritos dipped into a big can of yellow cheese. No, that's not the plan, folks. That's not the plan at all. Here we go. Let's finish up. Me, please. Oh, please. Come on now. He's always has problems with the technology. And it says on the screen, it said uh, 7 billion people if I had my own AI, for those of you who, who can't see the video. If I would have my own AI. If I had my own AI. Okay, so if I had the AI. I would work on how we can solve poverty alleviation. I would use it to end the silence on gender-based violence. Use it to more accurately diagnose personal health care issues. Could build more cultural competence for people of color. We spread the awareness about the environment. Reorganize and prioritize my life. I would have more conversations in the community about mental health. If I had my own AI. Read stories for me. Give women all over Africa the skills they need to become leaders. I think I would finally get help to achieve that work-life balance that we can never truly achieve. And so one of me would work, the other one of me would play. Turn the world into a better place. I learned that, uh, I let that play through without interrupting, but as you see, uh, short of three people, there was three people. One guy said he was going to use it to better prioritize his life. One girl said she was going to let it read to her. And then the last one said uh, to achieve a better work-life balance so that he had more time to uh, lay in his bed and uh, eat a bag of mini Snickers bars that were left over from last Halloween. Um, but the rest of them, you see that narcissism, they're going to solve uh, cultural issues. They're going to solve race issues. They're going to solve the healthcare issues of the world. They believe all these things that were created by government, created by the very people involved in this technology, the problems they created. Well, you're looking, when you provoke the reaction, the reaction is what we just watched. Those young people, for those of you who cannot see the video, uh, they were younger people, uh, 18 to 25, I would say. And so now the reaction is those people saying, oh, we need to solve climate change. We need to, to save all the genders and push the gender issues. Oh, I want to use it to uh, fix the entire healthcare system around the world. Like that guy's never even been to everywhere around the world, but he's going to solve all the healthcare issues. And so that's the reaction. And then the solution they offer you, the candy with the razor blades in it, is this personal AI. So they create the problem, provoke the reaction, and offer the solution. And you just got to see these young people's reaction to all the problems that are constantly drilled into them through whatever university they attend, through social media, they think the world is falling apart, and all the things that are actually the real problems are created by the very people whose arms they are running into. So you could look at this as like groomers, 
right? Groomers who groom the child into coming into their loving arms. And that's what you're seeing here. You're seeing it happen with this technology around this conference. And don't don't ever believe they didn't go to this conference because this was a test to see how the technology was going to be perceived, how it would be perceived by this young audience. Because in the, in the beginning stages, the adoption, it's going to be the young people that adopt this technology. Okay. So I, I'd like for Mr. Kim and Laura to also come up here, if, if, if you would. Laura and Mr. Kim, could you please come up here? We were so unbelievably blessed to work with you. And so I want everybody to give them a, a, a big hand of applause. Please come up here. Right, so Mr. Kim and Laura were there in the audience, which tells you they weren't backstage uh, filling in the gaps as they were going to utilize uh, Ben Campbell, my voice actor, to do with the Barack Obama puppet, which they used at investor pitches. So I don't think there's any public video available of that. So these two were sitting in the audience. Therefore, they were not backstage driving their own AI. Hey, so we will worked so hard to make your AIs the smartest, most eloquent in the world and send them on any mission you want and make the world a better place. So, okay, thank you so much. David, come here, come join us. We'll make them thank a better place. Much. Well, we'll make them a better place, the, right? The future is now. Go to AIfoundation.com if you want to learn more and if you want to sign up and if you want to create your own AI and make the world a better place. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lars. Thank you, Lars. Wonderful. It's great for you to be here. So now you got to see, you got to see this uh, first iteration in 2019 of the Mind Twin technology unveiled at this conference. You got to see how they tugged at the heartstrings of people. They were able to play into emotions to make people want to adopt this technology. And then they showed a video of all of these people saying what they would do with their own personal AIs. You see how it works? Now, in the end, I'm going to end up showing you on AIfoundation.com the list of careers. So for anyone who thinks, well, this is 2019, it's old technology. No, we're going to get into... Uh, I'm going to have to bring this out to one more episode because we're going to need to get into um, another video with Lars Butler. We're going to have to show you this video of Deepak Chopra, and then I'm going to explain to you and show you examples of where I think this technology may be used in real life. And I will show you with the Deepak Chopra video, it is being used in real life, but I think there's other places where they're not admitting that it's a mind twin being used, but they're actually using one. And so I will show you the list of careers on AI Foundation's website so you can see that the company is constantly hiring. It's growing. This isn't going away. They are not hiring engineers and AI specialists and big data developers for nothing. This is not a joke. It's not a, it's not like a scam just where they're making money. No, they're actually developing the technology and it's not for the purpose 
in which they're telling you. They're not doing it to give you a personal assistant so that you could lay in your bed and eat Count Chocula cereal poured on top of Ben and Jerry's Jerry Garcia ice cream. Now, that's not what the purpose of this is, regardless what that creep, what that what that fruitcake Lars Butler is talking about. No, that's not the purpose. And so when I get back, I'm going to introduce you to one of the other players, one of the originators of the deepfake technology, and show you a video of him normalizing this technology on Jimmy Kimmel Live a few years back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv. I was thinking during the break I should deploy... My AI mind twin. I should make one over at AIfoundation.com so that I can have my mind twin spread a warning about mind twins while I lay in my bed and eat a chocolate-covered Rice Krispie treat sprinkled with marshmallows and red sprinkles dipped in ice cream and covered with maple syrup i don't know i don't want to do that maybe that's why i'm not creating a mind twin because i'm not really into eating that kind of stuff in my bed all day while my mind twin does all of the work i'm definitely not going to have it beam all that knowledge back into my head via the Neuralink brain chip but let me show you over here folks i'm on aifoundation.com <coughs> excuse me I recorded, this is like my fourth or fifth hour recording today, so my voice is starting to go. But let's look at this, okay? I'm just over here on the AI Foundation website, and I think I've showed you this before. There's leadership, there's the uh, select investment partners, there's the Global AI Council, and there's Deepak Chopra, who we're going to get into on the next episode. But I want you to look at this. This is Dr. Uh, Matthias Nesnier. And so Dr. Matthias Nesnier, he came onto my radar several years ago when I, as I explained to you, I was looking into deepfake technology when I thought it was just this cool CGI kind of puppet and that we could utilize it to make customized videos, comedy videos, parody videos for corporate events and rich people's birthday parties. But Dr. Matthias Nesnier was the professor who was developing sort of the first iteration of deepfake technology. And I showed you an example yesterday, if you remember, at the end of the video, um, there were clips of um, an actor moving their face in a webcam that was manipulating a real video of George W. Bush and then a real video of Donald Trump in real time. And so... This guy was leading the team at the Max Planck Institute uh, that was behind that 
technology. So it says right here, Dr. Uh, Nesnir heading the visual computing lab at Technical University of Munich. He obtained his PhD from the University of uh, uh, Erlingen, Nuremberg in 2013. He was a visiting assistant professor at Stanford University 2013 to 2017. And Stanford University ties right into Peter Thiel, who was the head of the Stanford Review there. We'll get into that eventually. And has been a professor at TUM since 2017, focusing on static and dynamic 3D reconstruction approaches, machine learning, and semantic scene understanding. And so he and his technology were sort of adopted by the AI Foundation, sort of brought into the AI Foundation, as was mentioned uh, by Rob Mallory of the AI Foundation to me in the emails I shared with you. And he talked about uh, sort of the deep fake puppet being the uh, engine of the F-35 fighter jet, but that they were building the whole fighter jet. And so I want to show you this video, uh, Professor Naysner, on Jimmy Kimmel Live a few years back. It was the very beginning of when they were rolling out this technology. Now, at the time, several of my voice actors were providing voices through my company, William Gold Entertainment, to Jimmy Kimmel Live. So I said, oh, great. This kid's going to go and partner with Jimmy Kimmel Live. They're going to use my actor's voices to do this. I'm never going to be able to get a hold of this technology. Well, maybe I can use my connections to Jimmy Kimmel uh, and his bookers that I would deal with to get them to do a deal with us, and we could make these videos for corporate events, but I could never get any interest, as I mentioned in one of the episodes, which is what started to make me question what the purpose of the technology was, because if it was about putting funny voices inside of these lifelike celebrity puppets, then I had controlled the top voice actors at the time, and I represented them, and I thought, wow, like, why aren't they working with us? Do they have a partnership with somebody else? And so later on in 2018, when the AI Foundation came knocking on our door, that's when I started to put all the pieces together. But let me show you this, because they take this young professor, you know, good-looking guy, they put him on TV on Jimmy Kimmel. He has uh, speaks with broken English, and they put him on there to normalize the technology. And this is the very beginning. This is before they started publicly pushing Mind Twins, but really just showing the deep fake videos. But because we just watched the Butler piece, I want to show you this piece so you can see again how they try to normalize, how they try to push forward uh, with this adoption to get people to accept it, because a lot of this technology was seen in movies. Movies and it's all predictive programming and then you go wow it's this nice good-looking professor he's so cute and they make jokes about that uh, when in fact he's a, a mad scientist whose technology is going to be used for really really bad things i'm joined by dr matthias niesner dr niesner is a visiting assistant professor at stanford university working on a project called face to face with the number two in the middle yes, right absolutely this is a collaboration between whom who's collaborating on this so there's the university of erlangen nuremberg in uh -huh. germany the max Planck institute also in germany and stanford university that's where i'm from and you've been working on this for how long now? Uh, approximately half a year right now, but it's with a full team of so, five people. I saw your video on YouTube and 
asked you to come here and you were kind enough to come down and take some time away from this project to do this. Before we even explain how it works, and not that we'll understand any of it, let's try it and kind of just show people what's going on here. All right, so, so Jimmy, you just got to look in the camera. Yes. And... Okay, so for those of you in the audio-only audience, they are sitting at a table. And, uh, for, and guys, again, if you want to watch the video version of this, uh, it's uh, pain.tv slash gold. And um, you pay a subscription every month. You get access to my show. You get access to Mike Morris Thomas Pain Podcast and the community online. And then we are going to use that money to develop killer robots uh, in partnership with Lars Butler. That's uh, actually what we're saving our money for is to develop autonomous AI killer robots. So... <laughs> Obviously, we're not doing that. All right, so they're sitting at the table, and Jimmy Kimmel is looking into a webcam. I'll let them continue. We're going to show something right now. Okay, so, so looking in the camera, and now I... So up on the screen now, behind the two of them on a big projection screen, is Mike Tyson. So the concept that they're showing here is that in real time, Jimmy Kimmel is going to manipulate the Mike Tyson target video, or sorry, the source video of Mike Tyson will be manipulated in real time by Jimmy Kimmel's movements being tracked through this basic webcam. Um, hello, everybody. I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. Mr. Mike Tyson. My eyebrows work and everything. Oh, look at that. So I can become Mike Tyson, maybe you know me from my feature film, The Hangover. Now, again, this is all cute. It's fun. Look, I was going to use the technology for funny videos. It's cute and it's fun. But this also pushes the concept, which was not really big at the time. It was not in the lexicon at the time, but of, of transhumanism, of being able to change not just in real life your gender through plastic surgery and uh, puberty blockers, but to change your very being inside of the metaverse as Dennis Bushnell of NASA has talked about, walking down the beach, being anyone you want, being with anyone you want. This is the beginning. This is the predictive programming that allowed those conversations to become part of real life. The ability to just fluidly change genders whenever one feels like it. That's all part of this, folks. Well, perhaps you know me better as the man who bit another man's ears off his head. <laughs> this is like... This is a dream come true for me. <laughs> wow, I've, I've never felt more physically invinegrated than I do right now. <laughs> and so and this, this is a very simple, well, it's not simple, obviously, but you just do a little scan and you're on my, I mean, this could really cause a lot of problems for Mike Tyson personally. <laughs> Why is he mimicking everything I say? What? <laughs> Hi, Mike. How you doing? Wow, that's unbelievable. So you, you can put my face on anybody's head. Pretty much. So the only thing we need is um, a YouTube video of like 20 seconds or so. Of 20 and seconds, huh? Approximately, like when the person is like talking in an interview or so. And then we have some little bit of pre-processing going on. And we're going to show that right now on a different one. Okay. All right. Um, Very good. Let's see who right. we got. So let's see what we got here. Okay. All right. Good. So this takes just a, a couple of seconds here. To so yeah. So what's happening right now is essentially we're loading the video right now. And what we do is we reconstruct a 3D mesh out of both your face and the target video's face. In this case, it was Mike Tyson. And what we compute is we compute the difference between your facial expressions and his facial expressions. 
And then all we do is we re-render the video, and that allows us to edit the video in real time. Are you the most handsome professor in the world? <laughs> on The Bachelor. Hopefully. You know? Put you on The Bachelor? Oh, my God. Did you <laughs> you See, this is all about normalizing, normalizing and making it not so creepy, which is why they sent this guy, because there was other people on the team, and frankly, he's the best-looking gentleman on the team, so they send him out there with his sleeves rolled up and his necktie a little loose with the top button undone, and he's got a little gray vest on, and he's got a good smile, so they send him out there to normalize what would be creepy, what would be scary, what would be... Wait a second, could this cause uh, World War Three? And then they have Kimmel there, a propagandist for the state, sitting there to put the funny voices in to normalize it. So now you can see partially why they didn't need us, because they have access to Jimmy Kimmel. They have access to late night television. And you'll see uh, Deepak Chopra pushing this same stuff tomorrow on the show. We will cover that Deepak Chopra on Jimmy uh, Fallon's show. And so they push this all out, all across all the media channels, all at the same time. You wouldn't need 25 girls. You could just make them in your laboratory. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Okay, so what, oh, is that, that's me. That's you. So what okay. we're going to do right now is um, reconstruct your face. So oh, um, on one side, we see the original video. Uh -huh. um, if you look in the camera right now, we okay. take three pictures of you. Mm -hmm. um, the first one, look a little bit to the right. Okay, a little bit to the left. Okay. Okay. Now, in the background, what's going on right now, we reconstruct your face. We figure out your beard. That's important to us. Thank you. you know? It looks great, by the way. We love it. Thank you. <laughs> like, all the other guys, they wanted you, like, I should ask you to shave your beard, actually. Oh, no, no, no. I will shave my body, but never my beard. <laughs> Again, normalization, normalization. Now, you're saying, well, they're making jokes because it's a late-night comedy show, but it's beyond that. This is to normalize this technology. <laughs> all right, so now what you can see is on... On the other side right now here, you see essentially a synthetic face of yourself. And yeah. you can see that right now, we can overlay stuff on it, right? So we track your face as you move it around. So I'm playing myself right now. You're oh, playing yeah. yourself. That's, oh, what's that on my face? It's a, it's a logo from Sigraph. That's our like top tier conference where we submit all this cool stuff. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So. Oh, wow. Look at that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so right now, if you can't see it, it's very much like uh, if you've ever played around with Snapchat or any of these face swap apps. So on the left side of the screen, they have the real live video of Jimmy Kimmel. On the right side, it's a reconstructed face of Jimmy Kimmel. So it's basically a CGI 3D rendering of Jimmy Kimmel. You can't really notice the difference, and they're overlaying graphics on his face, which is the same thing you could do with Snapchat, where you put a filter over your face, like a, a tattoo, or turn your face into a cat. That's what they're doing in real time. Right. You see a little bit more here, right? You know. Okay. So now we do the next thing. Um, if you like, hold still for a moment. Okay. Um, just look on the side of the camera, okay. and let's see who we got right now. And so, you know, when your children are using Snapchat or they're using these apps, they are actually providing the data and the analytics and they are helping actually train systems for people like this. They aren't giving you away anything for free. Nothing is for free. And when you're paying even a dollar for it, it's not a dollar. You are the product. Okay. You're providing the data back to the system. 
as Elon Musk and others have said. We are just nodes within their system. So now up on the screen is the former basketball player Carl Malone, who Jimmy Kimmel does an impression of. So they're going to do an impression with Carl Malone. All right. Hello, this is Carl Malone from the Utah Jazz. Hey, everybody. What's up? What's happening? What's your name? Scientist dude? Where are you from? What, what's that accent? Where, where's that from? I'm talking to you. Oh, to me? Yeah. He's a great guy. I really like him, actually. You, li- you know him? Well, not personally. Oh. Now I do. Well, Carl Malone like you, too. <laughs> That's right. Home alone, love, bratwurst. That's what you eat over there in Germany, bratwurst? That's good. Why they call it bratwurst? That's what should be called brat good. That's how good it is. Let's, let's go out on the street and see if we can find someone who wants to talk to Carl Malone. Guillermo. Okay, so now they've got uh, Jimmy's sidekick Guillermo out on the street, and they've got a screen up on the sidewalk with the Carmelone projection. And so Guillermo has someone who's supposedly uh, supposed to be just a passerby on the street. Again, I'm showing you this, one, because I want you to see how smooth the technology is even back a few years ago. And then, two, I want you to see how they normalize it, how they make it cute, how they make it fun, how they desensitize people to this. Ask that person if they want to talk to Carl Malone. Ask the guy. You want to talk to Carl Malone? Yeah, I sure do. Well, hello there. What's your name, sir? Joey. Joey, where are you from? San Antonio, Texas. Oh, what the... Joey. Joe, oh, Carl Malone played your spurs many times with the Utah Jazz. Those were some good battles. Carl Malone get his elbows up. And right there in Tim Duncan's head. <laughs> yeah, what's your question for Carl Malone, Joey? My question is, what type of women are you into? Oh, <laughs> Carl Malone like all kind of women. Right, so it's the normalization, it's the cute factor, the non-creep factor, and then on top of it, they're showing, now this is through comedy, but that literally on the street there, that person could really be believing they're talking to Carl Malone. And as I've said on many podcasts over the years, including on the Thomas Paine podcast on Paine.tv with Mike Moore, is that... The concept in which uh, AI Foundation told us that they were trying to get to was the point where, let's say, the Barack Obama deepfake powered by, let's say, Ben Campbell's voice, but eventually replaced by a deepfake voice of Barack Obama himself, could be on an interview with, let's say, Tucker Carlson. Uh, via satellite and tucker carlson would believe he's talking to barack obama but in fact barack obama could actually be an ai mind twin not the real obama and it would be totally self-driving totally autonomous answering the questions completely on its own with no human interference And that's what we just saw Lars Butler demonstrating with Richard Branson and Mr. Kim and that woman, Laura, was the goal is to eventually be able to, as he said, put the mind twin out into practice in the world, driving itself while you sit home and eat bonbons in your bed. Right? I mean, that's what they said. The point is now the mind blowing question 
I have for all of you. Hang on, let's finish the video and then I will ask you. I'm alone like black women, white women, women from all countries all over the world, women with one leg. <laughs> That's right. Call them alone, call them hoppy women. Call them alone. Love all kind of women. Yeah, well, it, this is exciting here talking to Carl Malone, ain't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, well, exciting for Carl Malone to talk to Joey, too. All right. Okay, Joey, you keep going, okay? I sure will. All right, then. Uh, give Guillermo a kiss right there on the cheek for me. Come on now. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's good. Jimmy Kimmel Live, weeknights at... All right, so that was uh, this interview I wanted to play for you with Professor uh, Mattias Naysnier. Now, now the question, the question I have to ask you, and I want you to think about. I really want you to think about it, and we are going to address it in the next episode in which I am going to show you another video with uh, Lars Butler demonstrating the Mind Twins. I'm just going to show you a little bit about that. I'm going to show you the digital AI Mind Twin of Deepak Chopra in practice. We're going to take a look at that. And then we're going to take a look at some examples of where I think these digital twins, these Mind Twins, may be operating in the real world in a deceptive manner in a manner in which we don't know, we are not told, they do not look like AI projections, but they are actually meant to fool you and the general public. So the question I ask, I just said, they wanted the ability to have a Barack Obama deepfake powered by an AI backbone by the Mind Twin, interviewed by someone like Tucker Carlson, on Fox News, where Tucker Carlson would not know that they are speaking to an autonomous, self-driving AI puppet of Barack Obama. The question is, how do you know, the viewer, that if that were to occur, if Tucker Carlson ever actually interviewed Barack Obama, how would you know that Tucker Carlson is not a mind twin and that it's not two mind twins speaking to each other as we just saw demonstrated in the 2019 test run with Richard Branson, Mr. Kim and Laura. How do you know? And I don't mean to confuse you here, but I don't mind blowing your mind. How do you know that when you're watching TV, Tonight, you're not watching Mind Twins of these people on television. How do you know that Tucker Carlson or Anderson Cooper or Rachel Maddow or Sean Hannity or any of these television broadcasters are even real anymore? How do we know when we are listening to talk radio? You know, to Mark Levin or Dan Bongino or Sean Hannity or whatever. How do we know that those are not just deep fake audio being powered by an AI brain, by a mind twin of those people? And at a certain point, how do we know that new influencers, new personalities, new social media stars, new radio hosts, 
who have never been out in public, who no one has ever seen. How do we even know that those people are real? They could just be invented AIs with voice and vocal skins. We don't know that. I brought up many years ago, and Maria Albanese loves to use this quote, was if you cannot make the people believe you all of the time, make them disbelieve you all of the time, and in the end, they will eventually retreat and or surrender, and the outcome will be exactly the same as what you wanted it to be. So whether they believe you 100% of the time or disbelieve you 100% of the time, in the end, the outcome will be the same. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that. Don't let this black pill you just think about it. You need to understand the technology that is out there. You need to understand the players behind it. You need to understand what they are building. You need to know the truth if you want to navigate your actual reality. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.tv. Check us out at Pain.tv slash gold. Have a great evening. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.